We're sat on the Wiggly sofa in Lower Blakemere Farm and we're waiting for the phone to ring. Farmer Phil is on the sofa, but he's looking a little fraught. Well, I'm waiting for the vet to phone me back and the vet's very fraught because they've got too much work on this morning and I've just phoned them up to say that they need to go and see Notable, who's got a very painful foot. Notable is the bull. He is the one of the Charolais bulls. Is he Notable or is he Notable the bull? Well, either, whichever you like. <laughs> notable the bull bull. Anyway, I'm Heather and I'm from Wiggly Wigglers and Farmer Phil is from the farm and sat next to me nursing Noah with such joy in his heart. They're just cuddling up together <laughs> is Ricardo. Yes, I've got the cat on my lap. <laughs> Why is it that cats always go to people that don't really want them? It's part of their sick sense of fun, I think. <laughs> Must be that nice shirt you got on, Rich. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a nice pink shirt on today, for, especially for you, Phil. I Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, Phil, I'm completely happy with my sexuality. <laughs> well, that's a bit strong, isn't it? No, Father uh, Phil doesn't like pink. He couldn't go round in pink. No. Not liking yeah. pink shirts or not liking actually... to wear them myself. Does that mean that I'm not at home with my own sexuality? <laughs> it seems that. to be a slight... I think that he's right. Uh, being the wife, um, <laughs> I do think there is. I wasn't a... expecting this. <laughs> I do think there is a little bit of a problem because he only wears really blue. Right. Right, when you really think about it, his whole wardrobe is blue and he won't wear tweed. You know how farmers wear tweed? I think they look nice in a tweed jacket. No, he yeah, won't wear that. Could go one or two ways, the whole tweed thing. Mm. I, I wonder if it stems back from the sort of public school days. Do you know what I mean? The colour. Those boys at public schools get up to all sorts of interesting things, don't they? When they Custard creams. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I went to see a non-public school boy, I think, Mark Eccleston. We all know Mark. Indeed. We've got to know Mark through um, Robert Forrestart, who got to know him through supplying him with wildflowers. And Mark changed a whole area on the rail track into a wildlife paradise. And I kind of thought, well, this is great, isn't it, you know? And he wanted me to go along and do this podcast, and I was thinking... I will go, mm -hmm. but it'll just be a patch of wildflowers, and I've seen those before. No, you didn't. That's I not did. true. <laughs> you had taken some fantastic <laughs> pictures. You were really excited by the prospect of going. You were enthusing about it before you went. You said, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be really exciting. Can't wait to go. And, as predicted, you came back and you said, Oh, Rich, it was great! It was great! <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and the so MOD didn't work, yeah. so I've got to get back. I was going to say, so great, you had to go again. Cause... <laughs> oh, why did you have to tell them that? <laughs> I did go, and it was fantastic. And I was in the signal box, and it was brilliant. He was pulling levers. And do you know what the other signal man's name is? And they didn't tell me this. I read it on the way out. Uh-huh. Billy Onions. Billy Onions. Isn't it great? That is good, yeah. So thank you, Billy Onions, who pretended his name was Bill, to be uh -huh. grown up, I suppose. Uh -huh. Billy Onions was pulling red levers and brown levers and black levers and red and striped levers. The um, barriers were going up and down. The signals were going like this. Trains were going by, but none of them honked. 
They don't do that anymore. They're nice no. shiny brass levers with the cloth, so they only move them with a cloth, or have they gone no, on? No, they paint them now. You'll hear all about it because off I go to see Mark. box would be in the middle of nowhere in a little country lane and you'd be sat there in isolation all day but you're on the main road mate it's a, yeah it's a very busy road you're not far out from Shrewsbury here so you're still very close to the town but, but, it's, but got, what, it's got that traditional sort of look about it hasn't it it looks like a signal box yeah yeah um, but what you just described I mean that would be sort of idyllic sort of thing but you haven't got that so I've made the best of, of what we have got so know, where here. are we just outside of Shrewsbury in a place called Halscott so what train would go by here? This line is the Shrewsbury to Crew line. So any trains you got going to Manchester. To Hereford um, to Manchester. Yeah, you got the local trains, uh, which is just going to run from Shrewsbury to Crew uh, back into Old Dad. Um, and anything else that wants to come this way, just for, for a look. Right, let's go and find Bill in the signal box. I've never been in a signal box before in my life and I don't expect there's that many people who've been in one. There's not that many, but there is some strange people who do come and ask, can they come and have a look? Really? Uh, you quite often get people outside. Generally, not, not that many people do come in here now. So how does it work, both you and Bill? You've got, you just got to tell me, because it's just it's so complicated. I understand the bike. <laughs> That's a bike. So it's all, all to do with these levers, but these are called block bells. This tells us... There's a train coming from Wem, which is an X signal box up the line. Right. So yeah. this technology looks ancient. Well, this is how it all first started. This is called Absolute Block, and this is how trains were first signalled from the, the very first time trains were... On the rails? On the, on the railways. Um, originally it started off... Oh, Ooh. there we go. Right, here we go. We're just following so, Bill. I'll, I'll pass you over to Bill and he can yeah. explain to you what, right. what he's done there. So, Bill, there's a train coming. We're having a cup of tea. Yeah. Have we got time for tea? Um, well, plenty of time for drinking tea in between trains, isn't there? <laughs> uh, we got we got two Juliet 14 coming from Wem now. What he is, is a stopping train. He's, he's left Wem about six, seven minutes ago. And the next thing you should hear will be the buzzer going off, which tells me he's getting near Battlefield. That tells me I can, I've got time to drop the barriers then pull the three signals in time for him to come through at full speed so hopefully he should be able to do about 70 mile an hour while he's coming through now i notice he's a he unlike a boat which is a she is a train always a he well they have to know where they're going you see and as women can't navigate <laughs> brilliant i thought it was just because he was single track minded so no. uh, <laughs> he couldn't think of anything else at the same time so he was just on that track okay, you could have a point there yeah <laughs> Tell me about these levers then, because we've got a brown one and then billions of white ones, some red ones and some yellow ones. Yeah. What do they do? Well, unfortunately, the white ones don't do anything anymore. At one time here, we used to have a, a big yard down the bottom and we had several sidings going in. Rolls-Royce used to, the Sentinel Works used to actually make engines at one time, shunting engines. Yeah. And there was, uh, there was also um, Ministry of Defence used to be down on the left-hand side. 
at one time any rabid dog in the country I think used to be taken to that point <laughs> <laughs> and they, they used to have the kennels here it's been shut down now I think there's a housing estate on it but as freight get lessened on the railway of course we lost the yard so now all we've got is the section signals really it all works by an interlocking system underneath a Victorian interlocking system to uh, pull any signals I've got to be able to pull the brown signal first of all to pull the brown lever the barriers have got to be down so that's the, the barriers that stop the traffic yeah yeah oh here, here we, we go. go right then right I'll press the lower button okay now we're going so to there's a lady first. in pink just running across the train yeah. track and a dustbin wagon saying yeah. that the dustbin wagon probably couldn't have stopped it would have been worse if he tried to stop okay so right. barriers are coming down now yeah. right once the barriers are down I'm going to press the crossing clear button. I'll have to move you out the yeah, way a little sorry. bit as well. Yeah. Right. I'm going to put number one signal, number five signal, number five signal, make sure that comes off, and number six signal, which is the distance signal. That distance signal is about a mile and a quarter up the track. So that means once a driver sees that that distance signal's off, he'll know the next two signals are off. Yep. which means he's got no reason to slow down okay. so he'll be able to come through at full speed I'm now going to walk over to the block and as the train approaches I'll give my colleague at Crew Junction two bells when I give him the two bells he'll give me back two bells to acknowledge and he'll know then that the train's about to pass me and on and his way to him so that means that there's only one train in between each signal box Yeah, he'll then put his needle up here onto train online once that's on train online i won't be able to pull my signal again until he puts his back to line clear which stops us having two trains in the same section yeah so, so when i'm sat at the road traffic thing with the barriers coming down yeah there's no need to panic no because you can't send that train here comes you, the train you should, you should panic a little right because Goes. There's always a chance that the driver may miss the signal, right, and go through on the signal. So, okay. so if you're stuck between the barriers, it'd be your own fault if you get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to tell Wem through the bells okay. that that train's now past me. That means he can now send me another train if he needs to. There isn't one there as it happens. Well, yeah. not at the moment. And now I'm going to replace number five signal. If you want to see the signal go down. Oh, I can yeah? make it go up and down, up and down, what is you on? Where am I looking then? Right down the bottom. Oh yes, right down the bottom, I see. Right, see, yeah. down. Got ya, yeah. yeah. Once I put this signal, once I put it back into the frame completely here, Yeah. I can't pull him again now. There's no way on earth I can pull that signal. So if I had a train here, I couldn't send him in. Right. That's uh, uh, the safety mechanism I said about where Crew Junction, When once that train's passed him, He'll drop the block, drop the needle down, and I've got to ask him for a line clear again before I can pull that signal. So this technology must have been cutting edge in what in what time? Yeah, what would it be? 1860s or yeah, well, the first probably? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh -huh. About 1860, and now I see you've got a computer in here, but essentially we are still using that technology. I think, yeah, because it's not broke, then why fix it? The only time when they need to change this, which is called an absolute block system, to a track circuit block system, is if they need more capacity of trains, which, which is what they are. So at some point, this all will change, to change all this to track circuit, and then 
we wouldn't be here. We'd be in a signalling centre somewhere in Shrewsbury. Oh, we wouldn't even see the trains. With a big screen. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Can you see a day when freight comes back so that actually perhaps you you would have more freight on the, the railways? We get, we get quite a bit of freight now. It tends to run during the night time. What it's, is it? Like coal? Or? No, no. It's, it's the one with all scrap metal in. Yeah. It's one that's like an engineering train that runs up and down. So they say it's jobs different parts of the country. That'd be bringing old sleepers, old ballast taking it to somewhere to be cleaned, reused. There is one with coal. You also get the, the wagons off the, the boats. They're called Freightliner wagons, really. Yeah. But you see, like, uh, the big containers on the back of lorries. We get trains full of them, so, you, I mean, the trains can be over a quarter of a mile long with those on. Yeah. There will come a time when it'll you know, yeah, start coming back. Yeah, because the roads are just yeah. blocked the whole time, yeah. aren't they? I mean, like, Tesco's have started doing it. Uh, they have uh, their own train, yeah. which is up in Scotland somewhere, moving the stuff around. So once big companies like start using it again and finding it's easier then I suppose more will start doing it um, when people go by do they wave and, and um, admire your wildflowers because we're about to go out and look at what you've actually done on the siding I imagine people do wave yeah. because the trains are going so fast <laughs> it's just a bit of a blur you but can't you, see them but you do get some strange looks when they walk past so perhaps um, they might know about the flowers and they're trying to have a look and it's just a bit blur yeah now, we imagined you stood in here in, um, well, a sort of, I would say, a blazer with brass buttons, with little peaked hat, a, certainly a tie, and shiny boots, sort of waving like the Queen gently. <laughs> you, seem, you both seem a bit cash. Well, well yeah, you know, <laughs> cash but coloured like springs. We only wear them on a Sunday on special days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah perhaps when the steam train goes by. Yeah, or... just to get, you know, to make it look that more authentic, yeah. <laughs> oh, more dinging. What's he uh, say, what Bill? What he's done, uh, that train's now passed him at Crew Junction, and now he also has a train for us. I imagined you two sat here for hours with nothing to do. Is... Is that the case? There no. seems to be lots of trains going by. If you averaged it out, it'd probably train every 20 minutes from 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night and then they start thinning out a wee bit. Yeah. Now, um, we spoke before about um, fitness and uh, weight <laughs> and so I'm going on to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, you're, you seem to me to be, you know, a, a little bit more... Um, how should I put it? Um, um, fit than, uh, yeah, fit I, than uh, young Mark. Yeah, I used to work on the tracks, which is digging the ballast all day. So I never used to have to worry about it. But uh, since I come in here, I try to exercise when I get out. So. <laughs> so do you do a lot of walking up and down the signal box? Uh, there's, there's not a great deal of exercise <laughs> in the signal box. I think you, you tend to have to leave it until you get outside. So. <laughs> so do you cycle to work? I cycle to work, yeah. I live three miles away. Yeah. Yeah, my house would be from here. And what do you think of old Mark's gardening activities? I, th I think it's improved it greatly. I mean, when Mark first came here, and that was absolutely full of Japanese knotweed. Yeah. It was an ugly sight, very ugly. And it, it makes it quite interesting, especially when we have to stop the spray train, because we regularly get a spray train coming through every What's year. What's a spray train? What it does, it gets rid of all the, all the weeds on the track. Oh, right. But, of course, we, we don't find out about it. And, oh, there's a spray train coming. Oh, no. You're so is there a man on the top going... Psh! Oh, no, it's a big, proper big train. Yeah. Big tanks on. Farmer Phil would killer. love this. Yeah. 
We yeah. We can come in out the side. Yeah. And what it does, it just sprays along the track. And what it what it do? It probably just burn the edges of your garden, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Really, Mark. So uh, anyway, you you know what he'd be like if we come back and all the edges of his garden. Do yes. So uh, a couple of times we actually had to ring control. Control, I'm going to have to stop this train. What? You're going to stop the train? And it it starts getting a bit. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, when you stop him, you have to stop the train and ask him to stop spraying. You get the strangest looks. Really? <laughs> I think uh, it should have been sorted by now. I think they've sorted it, haven't they, Mark? Well, over the years, because. You know, it's been going on for like six years, and at first it was, yeah, okay, if you want. But now they're like, all right, it's, it's Mark Ask, can I stop this? Yeah, how's your garden? And they'll ask now, sort of thing. Ah, yeah. And the dri- you still get the drivers going, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and you had the, the people who coppice the track or the, the trees along. Well, that's it. <laughs> they came, um, people who were responsible to maintain the, get the buddlier lower. Yeah. And um, they come from South Wales and the day they turned up, they just went onto the track and chopped all the trees down. <laughs> oh. uh, and they, they thinned so all that out. Well, I've got a message for you from Farmer tree, Phil. Yeah. He says, don't worry too much because it's quite good if you chop <laughs> the trees down. At least an expert on hedges, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll go and have a look at your garden in a minute. Thanks, Mark. Okay. Mark, what's the protocol? Because we're now stood on the side of the track and we know there's a train coming. We're in the safe place and we've got our fluorescent gear on. So we've moved quite away from the track. So we're in a, what they say, a position of safety. When the train will come round the corner, he will see us because of the jackets. (laughs) He'll give us a toot on his horn. I'll put my hand up to acknowledge the toot. Then he'll give me another toot to acknowledge me acknowledging him. Okay. And then we know he knows that I know there's a train coming and we're in a safe position okay so that's what should happen you can see the uh, the signals have been pulled off now yeah mostly I can see the bird feeders <laughs> yeah, there's quite the a few the birds really come this close to the track oh yeah I think over time we've had about 16 different types of birds that come here yeah from all the usual blue tits sparrows when they say about the sparrow you know the sparrow population we've got them all here I think there's <laughs> hundreds of them and where do you get all that bird food from Mark? well there is a company I don't know if you've heard of them hmm. called Wrigley Wrigglers <laughs> they're very good they do a very nice selection of bird food and the birds here seem to really appreciate it fantastic so, I'm going to get Pip to make you a new little bird table it's getting a bit damaged now isn't it yeah but, uh, it, it just doesn't keep up the corporate image <laughs> that's it yeah you know, if you can put one of those little metal things on it yeah. by Wrigley Wrigglers <laughs> yeah. Um, Rach has joined us because um, she's got a bit of a cold. Rach, what do you reckon to that signal box? Oh, I think it's great. If they'd have got their uniforms on, it was just like walking into um, like an old film set from the 1940s or 50s. Yeah, except the double glazing. Oh, the yeah. British Rail, or Network Rail, have put in plastic double glazing in this beautiful old building. Right, Rach, stand oh, back. Here's the train. Mark takes charge. <laughs> So there you go, you hit him, give me a beep. Yeah. Uh, I put my hand up and he give me another beep to acknowledge that. Yeah. And we wave to him now and he'll wave back to us. Wow! <laughs> you ever been that close to a train <laughs> no, going no. like that? That's really good, isn't <laughs> <It's> it? <right. laughs> oh. <laughs> Exciting. Oh, it's taking my breath away, that has. Right. <laughs> okay. Woo! That was a bit of fun. Wasn't that strange? Yeah. Because the only time that you ever get to be near a train is obviously when you're on the station platform and you're tall that's it and and then the train was massive wasn't <laughs> it it's a bit what? frightening almost frightening <laughs> it took my breath away but once again what surprised me is this 
primitive system of moving the signals up and down on the track is basically just a cable running along the floor and they're still doing it like that now well as, as i say i mean if, if it works yeah and it has done for hundreds of years and yeah. why change it absolutely right come on let's go and look at this area when did you start to alter this area mark how big it how big is your garden well, it's split into two sides. Have you seen one side of the track? <laughs> yeah. I started first over, over on the other side of the track, and I'd say that was probably about what, 70 metres long or something like that. Yeah. That took me a couple of years to clear. When, once I cleared that, I thought, well, I've got nothing to do. I'll have to start on this side. Yeah. This side's slightly shorter, but it's a lot wider. But this was all full of trees, loads and loads of bramble, and so this took me probably about a year to clear. And what was your aim? Just to create a place for wildlife, because like everywhere's disappearing because of houses, being factories and whatever. But the railways, you can't do nothing on the sides of it, so it's like a green corridor yeah. throughout the country. So it's really important to have these places. And rather than just being all overgrown brambles, it does have a certain use, but not as much as what it has got now, sort of thing. So my aim was just to create a patch where it'd be more useful for wildlife. Come on, then, let's have a look. Okay. Tell us a bit about the plants that you've planted and the ones that have come. Well, all the plants have all come from uh, Rob, from the Rob cast. <laughs> I remember. Which is, he's based just up the road at Hadnall. Yeah. So there are plants, really, aren't there? Oh, yeah. And if, if it wasn't for these plants, then I wouldn't have known you. So, really, all this here yeah. is, has resulted in me knowing you and all the bits have gone on between them. And knowing me, yeah. knowing Isn't me. it really nice? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> toad flax, beautiful toad flax. Yeah, I mean, in here now, I mean, you're coming obviously towards the end of the, the sort of uh, flowering season, but you've got toe flax, you've got marjoram, you got oxide daisies, you've got bird's foot trefoil oh, over yeah, there. Oh, lovely. And there's What's... other stuff here that I haven't put here that's just likes it so much they've uh, come and joined in. And what wildlife have you ended up seeing? Well, you've obviously got all your insects, your butterflies, the birds. But yeah. Recently, um, hedgehogs have moved in. And um, we do get a fox wandering up and around. Fantastic. The teasels look just brilliant, don't they? A whole clump of teasels. One of the pictures that's in the Wiggly Collection is, uh, is teasels. Yeah. And that was taken just... At, see that box over there? Oh, that sort of boring-looking cabin. cabin, yeah. That was taken with the teasels. That's the background, and that's where the teasels were over there. Really? They're beautiful, aren't they? Well, the good thing about them as well is because they seed quite freely, they, they move around each year, so you've not got a, a garden that's like a set garden. It's, it, it changes each year, and depending where the seeds go. And you're trying to get the teasels to move up the track, past that rose bay willow herb, well, rose the, willow bay herb, that's rose it, the, herb willow that, bay. That purple one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically because with the rose bay, once it gets somewhere, its roots kill everything else off. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is put a block between that and here and using the, um, the teasels. Good idea. But you've also got garden plants in here. I can see lavender and I can also see a pampas grass. (laughs) (laughs) I understand the lavender. (laughs) Buzzy bees. That's it, they love it. But why, oh why, dear Mark, have you got pampas grass? It's like sort of going back to the 70s. It is, isn't isn't it? it? The 70s front gardens. Yeah. Well, where it was, it was one of the work colleagues had some in his garden. And he was updating it from the 70s to, <laughs> to the present day. Yeah. And rather than just chucking away, he asked me, do I want them? And I, I said yes. And yes, they are quite sort of funny sort of plants and what use are they? But the real use is, in the springtime, with all the fluffy heads, 
you see all the sparrows, the goldfinches pulling the seed heads off, yeah, and you're using it for the the nests. Fantastic. So, because it looks really cool, doesn't it? it well, it's, sort it's, of... it's one of them sort of architectural plants, as oh, they say, isn't darling. it? Oh, darling, architecture. <laughs> but I can also see, is this really ragwort? Have you really got ragwort? Well, it's a story... I mean, this is a notifiable weed. This it... is drastic. Well, a horse it... eats this, it's automatic death. <laughs> well, Ned had... is Ned. dead. Oh, no. Well, we haven't had many horses through here recently, no. so we're, we're, we're all right. But if any do come, we'll, we'll tell them not to eat it. All right. But the thing is, with ragwort, is is two types, I believe. And one of them is called Oxford ragwort. And that started off, obviously, in Oxford. No. But it was changed, surprisingly enough. Yeah. It moved. It got moved throughout the country by the trains because as the train goes past, it makes a like a wind, yeah. and the seeds were ca- carried around the country. So trains are responsible for moving that around the country. So there's absolutely no danger to any animal here because obviously we're right on the edge of the track. So if there was to be a place for ragwort, it would probably well here. Well, I believe that there about sixty insects rely on that for their food. Now our listeners will know that you do take. I mean, I far be it from me to compliment you but you do take <laughs> oh heather uh, some absolutely <laughs> wonderful photos thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> do you come out here and photograph all the buzzies yeah oh, the well that's a, that's a good thing you say and um, when i finish work or something i can just nip out here and i've had loads of pictures that are either on the blog or on the website i've been taking from here when you find a picture how do you know you know i've looked at your photos and then i go and take a photo and it looks rubbish and then i go back to your photo how do you take that picture how do you know it's going to be wonderful well the simple answer is i don't i I just do it and and it turns out that way and i don't know how i do it but lots of people have asked me and i just i don't know it's just one of them things i suppose really yes it's magic (laughs) i knew you were some sort of artist well, uh, yeah, you have mentioned this in the past, yeah. And it did begin with P, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, we got knapweed, have we, here? Yeah, you got uh, you got lesser and the greater knapweed here. Oh, we got a scabious right down, clinging to the edge of the track. That's the devil's bit scabious, it's just uh, hanging in there. And you got yeah. um, the field scabious, you got corn cockle. There's lots of other, what people would say were weeds. Plantains but, um, and yeah. grasses. you got fleabane oh, here. Oh, yeah, fleabane's just gone over. Sneezewort. You really have got amazing diversity. What do you think of it, Rach? Yeah, I think it's really, really good. There's such a lot of it as well. This is a much bigger area than I thought it was going to this be. This is a substantial yeah. garden, isn't it? Well, with the wildlife gardening, people think you can just let it go, but I do have to control it because yeah. the daisies would take over or the plantain would take over, so it does require a certain amount of work to And keep. there does seem to be a path... Well, I've, I, I've made this path specially for you. Oh, I because see. I didn't want you to get lost in, in the, all the, the very tall plants that are about two to three foot tall. You might have got lost in there. Even though she's got that fluorescent orange top on, <laughs> yeah. she still could have got That's lost. That's it. Also, just a, there's a little pond just down here. Don't oh, let's go to the pond. You've made a pond on the train track. That's amazing. What do your bosses think of this, Mark? They provided the money for the plants and the pond, and they've sort of really encouraged me to, you know, to keep going. And if I require any more money or anything, they're, they're usually quite happy to get it from somewhere. I mean, yeah. it's, it's only small amounts of money. I mean, this is, I get, I got a hundred pound a year, sort of, uh, yeah. for three years. So I mean, this is all cost, you know, three hundred pounds, sort of. But isn't this. it fantastic? <laughs> and you've got a log pile. Yep, they're sort of the, the trees that, that were here. I just piled them all up, and it, uh, it's looking quite nice. 
Hello, what's going on? That'll be, uh, be another train again. We better not cross over the train. No, we'll wait a minute till um, <laughs> that one's gone. <laughs> what did Bill say? He's just telling me there's one on the up. Okay. So we got the up and up and down track. Right. So I know which side that's going to be on. Yeah. Yep. Wildlife in the pond, there's snails. Oh, yeah. Got snails in the pond. Gosh, who'd have thought, Rach, when you got up this morning, that you would be pond dipping on the edge (laughs) of a train track in Shropshire? It's great, isn't it? Okay, so we're going to cross the track, assuming it's safe. Yeah, we just got the nod from Bill. There's nothing, no trains are um, here. And obviously, you can see that because the signals are all down. Yeah. Um, So it's safe to cross over at the moment. Okay. Do you know, I feel. The complete urge to lie down on the track. <laughs> well, just like one of them Victorian films. Yeah. And next one to come and rescue you with yeah. a big, big moustache. <laughs> I've got a feeling you wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the last second. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're over the other side. So this is the bit that you actually started on. That's what? right. So it was all full of knotweed, and it's, it still comes up now. I can't, I can never beat it, sort of thing. There's some here now, and all I tend to do is when I see it, I just just pull it out just hope over time it'll get weak and um, it's less than what it was obviously but some of the things you just can't beat without spending lots of money on chemicals and I've got to give his blog a plug haven't I because <laughs> after all he has given up two days because the machine broke on day one which is why Rach has miraculously That's appeared like, <laughs> um, it, continuity got, went a little bit there didn't it it did but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh there's Rach oh, where does she come from here. oh she's found a snail there you are, there's one. From the side, straight from the side. We, the side we have um, two different types here. They're both banded snails, but this is a, a white-lipped banded snail, and we also get the brown-lipped banded snails. They're all over the place here, and there's, there's so much of it. And is what it, snail well, there you go. got you've on got one, my necklace? You've got a banded one around your neck there as well. <laughs> Isn't that Very beautiful? Similar. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's about nearly half the size of you, that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering why you walk with a hunch, and it's because you've got that thing around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> you said white-lipped, did you? Yeah, just the, just the very entrance, that, yeah. that bit there is the, the white-lipped. If you, if you can find a brown one, you, yeah. you'll see the difference. With okay. it, uh... This snail has come out of his shell. And where do you take those fantastic photos that I've seen on your blog? Just here. Um, oh, right. On the, along the side of the track, underneath here, you've got all sorts of cabling. Yeah. It's called troughing. And I've I got some lettuce. I went... Whew, yeah. Come here, snails. Yeah. Waggle the lettuce around, and, and lo and behold, they all turned up on the troughing, and they, they made themselves into a nice pattern. And I took some pictures here. Fantastic. Well, I think what you've done is really amazing because this is really guerrilla gardening, isn't it? At the edge of. It says it. it uh, I know what you mean about the guerrilla garden, where um, people just get a patch and, and they'll sort of take ownership of it yeah. and then they'll make it look nice but have you inspired any other signal box folk to well, I, um, garden? I know that one of the signals at Bromfield, he got in touch with me the other day and was asking about my garden and where I got the flowers from so he was hoping to get some stuff for his, his signal box so the message is, even if you haven't got a massive garden at home, which you haven't you've still affected well, I'd say it's about half an acre of space altogether because You've got the space opposite your home, yep. which is marked. That's it, yeah. Uh, I shall refer to it as wiggled, <laughs> my own ego. And here as well. The garden is very small at home, so to compensate for that, I've got all these patches that I can look after and um, do my bit there, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I love it. Great. Great photograph of you with a snail there on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got a camera or not? <laughs> nope. No. No. Yeah. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs>
When you listen to this, of course, it'll be the future. So isn't it cool that we're recording this and somebody is in the future? So I wondered what it was like. (laughs) Email me, heather at wigglywigglers.co.uk. If you get a chance, we'd love to have a review on iTunes, because it does tickle us, doesn't it? Um, But I was thinking that it's about time you spread this word to your mates. So tell them about the Wiggly podcast if you want to. And so it's goodbye from us. Any handy um, things you want to say, Farmer Phil, before we go? No, I don't think so. Thank you. (laughs) And Richard. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I've got two little handy tips. Is this the time for those handy tips or is that something in there? Are those two little handy tips I need to be keeping for the future? Absolutely, but it's the past. So thank you, Richard. Goodbye, Noah. Uh, It's bye from the Weekly Sofa and hope to see you all next week or in your case, last week, but in my case, I don't know when it'll be. Bye. Bye. Bye from me. Um, well, you forgot to mention your blog, so obviously oh. we can't do that now. Okay, well, there you go. The blog is www.thegreenfingeredphotographer.blogspot.com. Uh, <laughs> and you've got really into blogging. Why is that, Mark? Well, there was this, this young lady. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, oh, it's the, vet. the vet. Warns <laughs> <laughs> him oh. about the vet. <laughs> oh. It's so real. Hello. Hi, Chris, how are you doing?